Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, man? Today is January the 18th, 2023. It's your boy Chris, and this is the Cash Dip with Chris NBA betting show slash podcast presented to you guys, as always, by the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. We're back, man. We're doing the morning shows. We got, I figured we had enough games today to kind of go ahead and get back into it. Uh, gonna try to make this a regular thing as it was before the uh, holiday season as well, trying to get back into doing it. Every single morning for you guys, Monday through Friday, uh, probably not doing it on the weekends as much, but Monday through Friday, try to tap in with you guys. If you guys don't mind, hit the like button for me if you guys are watching on YouTube. Uh, also, if you guys are checking out the tweet on Twitter, uh, re-like and tweet the show, that'd be greatly appreciated as well. And then also check out the podcast, you know, on all podcast streaming platforms. It's available later if you guys want to listen back versus, uh, you know, listening to or watching, uh, watching it, you know, live at 7 a.m. Eastern time on the East Coast. So uh, do that for me. And uh, like I said, I appreciate you guys for being here. I see people already in the comment section already. Uh, shout out to you guys for being here early with me. LJ, I know you cashed on Nicholas Claxton yesterday over uh, two and a half blocks, three and a half blocks. You said a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Absolutely. What's up, Anthony? JR Sports, DJ, KC, I see you guys. Thank you guys for being here with me in the morning, early, early in the morning. So uh, we got we got a pretty pretty big card today. I think it's nine games in total. Uh, not gonna break down all the games. Trying to keep the show just a tad bit shorter in the morning, at least until we get you know a little more information. It does it does no justice for us as handicappers to you know cap these games inside and out, upside and down, left and right, all to get some you know uh, injury news or some manipulation later on in the day that could you know, change everything that you cap. So a brief cap in the morning uh, or before I go to sleep is typically what I do. And then, uh, you know, share information with you guys. Always, always tap back in with me at, on, you know, during the 515 Crispy Cap and NBA show while I have official plays. But just trying to give you guys some notes, some analysis, uh, you know, let you into my mind and help you guys understand how I'm reading this game. So real quick recap of yesterday, as always, uh, we did, we did go one and one on official plays, gave our Ben Simmons 10 points. He barely got there. This dude does not look like he wants to score the ball at all, ever, which is so weird to me, especially against a smaller San Antonio team. Kyrie goes down, KD goes down. I'm not sure what else needs to happen for him to feel like he needs to step up offensively. He did get the triple-double last night, but really just, you know, not really. He, he looked to score early, you could tell, which is one of the reasons why I told you guys I was taking him. It was a motivational spot from Saturday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, so he looked to score. I think he started, uh, you know, started shooting like one for five, one for four. Um, so, yeah, uh, picked it up just a tad bit. But, yeah, not a guy looking to score the ball. And then Trey Jones just had a really poor shoot, rough, rough shoot night. And I, I'll live with that. I'll live on that. I'll dial on that hill with Trey Jones if he's going to shoot, you know, as many times as he did last night. I think I looked. He was like one for nine from the field. Uh, just couldn't get a shot to go down. Sis numbers were still there. Um, you know, pretty good defense in, in Brooklyn, but I, I fully expect him to step up and bounce back. So I'll probably be on him again in the next game. Kelton Johnson really took over last night. I think he finished with 35 points and had 10 assists. Saw him trash talking towards the end of the game. Uh, big win last night for the San Antonio Spurs. And then also, you know, I gave out a couple other plays that also, you know, did pretty well as, uh, uh, as well. Also, uh, with the Denver Nuggets, and I talked about the Philadelphia 76ers last night, but not official plays for me. Also, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, not official plays, but I did have some of those in my pocket. Uh, just just didn't make those official plays. So uh, real quick, 
transitioning on to today, we got a few games. Like I said, I think it's nine games. Haven't completely capped all these games, to be completely honest with you guys. But do have a couple games that I want to talk about and just kind of share some information on before we get up out of here. So first game up, I want to go to – I want to talk a little bit about this uh, about this Wizards and Knicks game, right? So um, Wizards have been a really, really difficult team to cap throughout the season. Uh, just a lot of ups and downs, right? This team is five and five in their last 10, both against the spread and straight up, which I think is indicative of the entire season, right? They, they can't tell if they want to be good or they can't tell if they want to be bad. So 50% is kind of where they're cruising at. Uh, you look at this Knicks team, the Knicks have been good, man. They've been really, really good. This team is uh, 25 and 20, which I think exceeds the expectation the most. They are only 11 and 12 at home. But you look at them uh, last 10, 7 and 3, uh, 6 and 4 against the spread. So, you know, the Knicks have done well. And, and immediately what jumped out to me, because these two teams did just play each other last week, the first thing that kind of jumped out to me was, why don't we just take the Knicks? They were laying uh, three and a half points, I think it was, uh, in D.C. last week in that game. And they won the game by four. So they covered by a point. Come home and you see the line, uh, you know, shift to uh, five and a half, which uh, I think it opened at five and a half, maybe even opened at six. I see it at six right now, but I want to say I saw five and a half last night. So to me, what that says is, you know, pr uh, pretty, pretty, it's going to be a pretty tight game again, right? So typically you get about three points for home court advantage. So um, what that, what that says to me is that with the spread being, 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 uh, being six um, instead of six and a half tells me, you know, what I needed to know to, to look a little bit deeper. So, um, the reason why it's not the, what I wanted to touch on in this game is the reason why it's not extremely easy to take the Knicks in this spot is because this is a third game in four nights for them. It's also a fourth game in six nights. And we know that they just came off the game with the Toronto Raptors on MLK day, uh, on Monday that went to overtime as well. So not a really, really good spot for the, for the Knicks here. Uh, initially I wanted to look towards their team totals and, uh, full game, either, either their full uh, first half uh first quarter and full game team totals to go over um i got some got you know a little bit of information to kind of support that uh so this season home favorites that are that played their last game in overtime uh yeah it, it played their previous game in overtime and they're uh six point favorites or more those teams are 11 and 6 uh 11 6 and 1 against the spread um and uh five of the last six have hit their team total to go over and 14 of the last 18 games have gone over as well. So we don't have a total in this one. You guys can see on the screen there's no total that's posted, but I like the I like the total to go over in this game. Um, didn't play it yet. I do think that the Knicks will have some tired legs on defense. We know that Kuzma and Porzingis will be back in the Garden where he has played, you know, uh, previously before. And uh, you know, I, I think I think it's a lot of conflicting trends towards this game. A lot of conflicting things. I also think that it's interesting to note Bradley Bill was upgraded to questionable. I thought he would play on, on MLK Day uh, against the uh, Golden State Warriors, but he set that game out. Uh, but he is listed as questionable with that hamstring again today. Uh, not 100% sure if he gives it a go, but if he does, he typically slows the offense down. The Wizards play at a slower pace with Bradley Bill in the game. Not 100% sure why. Uh, so just you know, make sure you have all the facts and information before – you know, you want to pull a trigger on either side. I do think looking at Julius Randle rebounds is in, in play. We know that the Knicks give up, the Washington Wizards give up a lot of rebounds. 
to uh, opposing big men, and they don't really have anyone that can stop Julius Randle. Julius Randle typically plays extremely well when he plays against the New York Knicks. I think last week um, I talked about taking his rebounds plus points at 38 and a half, and I'm pretty sure he cleared that number in the last game uh, when these two teams just just faced off uh, just five days ago. So looks like he had 23 and 16. So, yeah, he cleared the 38 and a half, had 39 uh, rebounds plus points. So um, Brunson also, you know, is probably in, in line for for a pretty big game. Uh, they don't have they don't have a guard that can really you know do too much with Jalen Brunson. He did only have 17 points and uh, five five rebounds and one assist in that last game. So probably looking for for I'm sorry, he had 34 points, eight assists, and eight rebounds. So I you know I kind of look for Brunson to continue to kind of keep it going in that spot. But that's my my thoughts and my sentiments on this game, especially without having the news about Bradley Bill. So. Um, that's what I got for you guys there. The next game I wanted to touch on just a tad bit was the Hawks and the Mavericks game. So a uh, pretty big game here for both teams. Uh, you look at this Atlanta Hawks team, uh, another team that's kind of going up and down throughout the season. They've been more hot than cold recently, even though they are only five and five uh, straight up and against the spread in their last 10. Uh, you know, the last five has actually uh, been pretty well for them. So they'll be traveling from home to road which i want to touch on just a tad bit more uh traveling to dallas um in this one and you look at the dallas mavericks in this spot the dallas mavericks have not been well either they're also not healthy maxi cleveland will still miss this game uh tim hardaway jr is also going to miss this game with the right ankle soreness um and then you you do get two guys back though so dorian vinnie smith well, expected to be back. Dorian Finney-Smith is expected to play in this game. He hasn't played, I think, in the last 20 games. I think it was December the 14th the last time he played. And then on the opposite side, um, you I mean, I'm sorry, on the same side, you get Josh Green, who he's also expected to be back in this game. So Luka does get a little bit of help. The Dallas Mavericks have not been in, re in good form recently. This team is, um, this team is just, uh, let's see, I got it in my notes. The Dallas Mavericks are, let's see if I can pull up my right notes. Let's see. Give me one second. Y'all bear with me. So the Dallas Mavericks are uh, are just four. They've lost four of their last five with only uh, with only one of those wins, come with the only win coming against uh, a game where Luka, Luka had to force overtime and double overtime, and that was against the Lakers in, in L.A., Back-to-back uh, -back losses to Portland over the weekend, one with Luka, one without Luka, and they gave up 136 and 140 points in both of those games. So listening to Coach Kidd interviews, he talked about, you know, just uh, how they came to compete. Uh, he thinks that getting healthy, uh, you know, will help and that they they definitely want to protect home court. One of the angles I was looking at, we don't, I didn't see a total for this game, but one of the angles, angles I was looking at um was uh and Luca is probable for this game so I think that's important to mention you know the reason why they, they're actually a favorite on the spread one of the things I think is important to mention is the Mavs when you get them coming from uh from road to home it's two interesting trends I want to share with you guys so the Mavs when they're coming when they've played their previous game on the road and they're coming home uh they're seven and zero against the spread uh after Seven and zero last seven home games following a road trip of seven seven days or more. So sometimes there's this effect where, you know, you you want to fade the team coming back home off a, off a road trip. Not always though, right? The Mavs do well in this spot. Like I said, seven and zero straight up and against the spread. You look at this Hawks team; they're just two and eight straight up uh, and against the spread. Two and eight straight up 
0 and 10 against the spread, traveling from home to from from home to road. So when the Hawks have played their last game on the or at home and they're traveling on the road, they have not covered the spread this season. Really, really telling stat there. They're also 0 and 5 straight up and against the spread when they're traveling from home uh, to road and they won the previous game. Right. So if they had a previous win at home and then they're going on the road, they, they haven't covered the spread. 0 and 5 straight up and against the spread. Uh, we know that they did beat the Miami Heat on MLK Day uh, in a game that, you know, they got up for. So uh, on the opposite side, the Hawks do play the Dallas Mavericks pretty closely. They they are 6-2 and two last eight games in Dallas. I think with uh, getting Dorian Finney-Smith back and Josh Green, those guys haven't played, like I said, one of them 20 games, one of them 14 games. It's going to make it a little difficult. Uh, you know, just kind of insert those guys in. Josh Green, you know, he'll come off the bench and, and try to play a role and help offensively. And Dorian Finney-Smith is more of a, you know, a defensive lockdown three and D type guy. Uh, not sure how well he's going to be able to shoot it here. We know that the Hawks can give up three-pointers left and right at times. So uh, really, really difficult read for me on this one. I feel like I got more work to do, but I do. I did feel like those were pretty uh, you know, big, big, uh, you know, travel uh, spots because I, I you, you, you low key want to just take the Mavs just off, you know, the Atlanta Hawks playing so poorly, uh, you know, traveling from home to, to, to away. But, you know, the Hawks do play well in, in, in Dallas specifically. I do think that the Mavs come out here just probably a tad bit motivated. We know that there's still turmoil going on in the Atlanta Hawks uh, organization from, you know, from top to bottom, quite frankly, the Hawks have also covered for their last five games as away dogs. We know that they got a big win in Toronto, um, uh, you know, recently as well. So, uh, not, not, I, I don't really have a, you know, a, a solid look on this game. I think looking at Luca PRAs is probably in, in consideration, something I take into consideration as well, but that's what I got for you guys. Wanted to kind of share those, uh, you know, just share those new, share that news with you guys and those angles that I came up with. And then the, the the next game I want to touch on just a tad bit before I kind of um, you know do do uh you know some some quick some quick stuff on uh, a few of the games as well just some quick notes for you guys um, I want to touch on this Cavs and the Grizzlies game so one of the things that I've been reluctant to do throughout the season is lay a lot of points with these really really good teams uh, it's you know not something that I I, I necessarily want to do but. I do think that as we get more information about these teams, as we start to see these teams, uh, you know, and get collect more data on them, you know, we can follow more trends and see how they perform in certain spots. I am going to start, you know, laying some of these uh, big numbers with these teams. So Cavs and the Grizzlies, uh, Exhibit A, right? So we know that Donovan Mitchell is uh, listed as doubtful in this game with, with the hamstring. Uh, I think it was the hamstring. They pulled in the last game, but then he ended up coming back. Uh, on the opposite side, you get this Grizzlies team. Grizzlies have been absolutely on fire at home, specifically. We we know what they do at home. Uh, very reminiscent of the Denver Nuggets, which is another team I talked about. You know, spread being being pretty high, but I thought it was indicative of you know the books just giving respect to the Denver Nuggets at home. I also feel the same way about about this Memphis Grizzlies team. One thing we know about the Grizzlies is that they turn up at home. This team plays extremely well. Uh, they're 10-0 in their last 10 games. They won 10 games in a row. 7-3 and three against the spread as well. The Cleveland Cavaliers just 6-4 and four against the spread. Also 4-5-1 and one against the spread. This team also struggles on the road. They're 7-13-2 against the spread in road games. Versus the Mavs, 
14, 7, and 1. We know that they typically cover spreads. This all this team is also just a really good team. They're 30 and 13 on the season. So uh, you know, uh with all the guys in, right? If we get a if, if we had everybody in for this game, I do think, of course, that Donovan Mitchell probably means about two, three points to the spread. We know that the Cavs are not the greatest team on the road, uh, you know, as they are at home. But they they I just their offense is what struggles the most for me, right? Also, you just get them in a really, really weird spot because uh, this will be, uh, you know, they, they they were on the road for five straight games and then they come home for one and then they go right back on the road. They got the Golden State Warriors on Thursday. I'm sorry. They got the Golden State Warriors on Friday um, back at home. So uh, not a spot that you are really looking to. Uh, you know, back the Cavs, five home games, one road game, uh, and now back at home on, like I said, on Thursday. Uh, I'm sorry, on Friday. So, so to me, it'd be Grizzlies or nothing. The other thing that I looked at in this game was, um, you know, just the Cavs. You don't see them as dogs too much. The Cavs are just two and six against the spread as away dogs. Four of those losses did come by double digits. To me, that 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 shows that you know they the books are given the respect to the Memphis Grizzlies in this game. And I would only be able to look towards laying the points with Memphis in this one. I know that seven is a tad bit too much, but Memphis can absolutely cover seven. Also, like I said, with the Cavs being two and six against the spread as an away dog, I think that's telling, right? And and to see them as a away dog of seven points or more, uh, like I said, four of, those seven, four of those six losses did come by double digits on the road. I just don't see them having enough offense in this one, especially with the Memphis Grizzlies kind of keeping it rolling at home. They just smacked up Phoenix, uh, you know, beat Indiana on the road, you know, beat up the San Antonio Spurs, even though they didn't cover either one of those spreads. So if you guys want to and what I've been doing as well, if you guys want to want to lay off the spreads and look towards some of these team totals, Memphis has absolutely been crushing their team total in the first quarter and first half. And full game first quarter, probably the one that, you know, kind of dies on the hook sometime because most of the time it is about 30 and a half. And sometimes they will finish at right about 30. I know that they finished, uh, you know, right at 29, 30 points against Phoenix uh, on MLK Day. Um, but this team has absolutely been on fire. We know that the Cavs play with a little less pace, but really it's about Memphis playing defense, being able to knock down their shots and being able to get out and run in transition. They don't have a guard that's going to be able to slow down anybody like uh, Ja Moran at all. Um, so I'd be looking towards this is yeah it's just a regular game it's not not a, not a nationally televised game but I'd be looking towards Memphis to cover this spread of seven even though it is a pretty big spread and if you want to pivot I do think that you look towards the team totals for the Memphis Grizzlies uh, don't think the Cleveland Cavaliers have enough offense to be able to keep up with a Memphis team like this um, this th this will be the first matchup that these teams have played against each other this year uh, so that that would be my look in this game, man. Like I said, seven, you know, ten straight wins for Phoenix. I, uh, I'm sorry for for Memphis. I do think that they kind of keep it going. They've covered seven of those spreads as well. Uh, the only three games that they didn't cover were against the Utah Jazz, uh, the San Antonio Spurs on the second night of a back to back, and also the San Antonio Spurs um, in, in the in the following matchup as well because they did play them two games back to back. So um, those are the looks that I kind of have for you guys. Also, real quick on that game, Cavs. 0-4 against the spread in their last four games following an ATS win. 0-4 uh, in their last four games following a straight-up win. They're 1-5 in their last six games follow, uh, versus a team with a winning straight-up record. So Cavs not in the greatest form right now. This is a team that I really, really enjoyed backing, but I can't do it with Donovan Mitchell, without Donovan Mitchell, especially on the road. So um, that's where I would kind of look, uh, you know, in, in that game is towards some team totals. 
uh, and also towards Memphis being able to cover that big spread. So I'll be back later. Uh, I, this is crazy. I've been talking for five minutes, uh, for 20 minutes already, but I'll be back later for the Crispy Captain NBA show. Definitely want to get into, you know, a few of the other games. I do think that uh, Charlotte playing Houston in, in a pretty bad spot for Houston. First game back home after a four-game road trip and a third game in four nights. I think it's also a fourth game in six nights. I think Jalen Green got upgraded to, to questionable. I'm sorry, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. got upgraded to questionable. He hasn't played in the last few games. Uh, I think Charlotte should be, able to, should be able to take care of them, minus the two, but something I want to look a little more into. Um, also really want to touch on the Pelicans in the heat game. So Pelicans will be back home after, you know, a significant road trip, the Miami heat coming off a loss, uh, in Atlanta and laying a, a point and a half against the Pelicans team that typically plays well at home. So definitely want to talk about that. Also, I got to dive into the OKC and the Indiana Pacers game, man. Tyrese Halliburton still going to be missing. OKC was an absolute wagon. If you play OKC on that road trip, uh, you know, you absolutely made a lot of money in that spot. This team is 21 and 23, but they're seven and three against the spread in their last 10 and six and four. They went to Philly and won outright, lost by lost to Miami, but covered the spread in that one, lost by one point. Also beat Brooklyn and Brooklyn and beat Chicago and Chicago land uh, at least five points in every single one of those games. So uh, we'll, we'll be trying to figure out how I want to, you know, back OKC. Don't necessarily like them as a favorite, um, but, you know, got some got some work to do there. Denver Nuggets. I mean, people blindly taking them in the first quarter because they they playing so well. They get a revenge game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Spread already going up. It was at eight. It's up to eight and a half. Uh, Timberwolves have absolutely been balling today. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, balling recently uh, into you know since the new year started. But how do you fade Denver right now? Denver, the best team at home in the NBA, nine and two last ten uh, straight up, eight and two against the spread. You know, absolute monster team right now. So. Uh, and then you get the Clippers as well, traveling to Utah, coming off the loss against the Philadelphia 76ers. So uh, home road back to back for them. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to dive into, man. And then last but not least, the Sacramento Kings traveling to Los Angeles to take on my Lakers tonight as well. Extremely high total of 245 points. We know what happened in the last game. I think the Kings probably got some revenge on their mind. Um, but, the you know, the Kings don't play as as good defense on the road. So uh we'll, we'll see how that one goes uh got a lot i got got a lot of homework to do man got a lot of homework to do to, to you know to jump back into these games but like i said hit the like button for me if you guys can uh share the show if you guys can as well let me see what you guys said in the youtube comment section real quick before i get up out of here uh nick's first half has been cashing i like the nick's first half Zachary. i do think that the knicks come out and, and cover a spread as will be the first quarter first half i talked about it i don't know if you were here i talked about them the knicks specifically you know uh, not in the, in the greatest spot. Third game in four nights, fourth game in six nights, I think, as well. And coming off the overtime uh, game. So bad taste in their mouth, you know, after, you know, blowing a 10-point lead and having to go to overtime. So I can see the Knicks coming out with something and punching the Wizards in the mouth early. Also, if Bradley Bill gets ruled in, it could throw off the chemistry because guys like Rudy Hachimar, who, I mean, he's been coming off the bench, but, you know, somebody will have to shift back into their natural position. Uh, Monte Morris should also be back. Um, Bradley Bill could really mess up the offensive flow for for uh, Washington, specifically early. So I'll be looking towards the Knicks first quarter, first half in that game as well. What up, Courtney? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Harden really put up six points. Harden probably hit the club, man. He probably was out in L.A. having a good time. I think it's indicative of the numbers that he put up. I was uh, talking about his rebounds plus assists. Thank God I didn't play that last night because he didn't even come close. He looked like uh, Andrew Nimhart. So, yeah, not not uh, not touching Harden. 
uh, glad I stayed away from that one. Um, the, 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 the Siakam went into the fourth quarter with 21 points and finished a uh, half point short of his point prop, 23 and a half. Didn't like the spot too much for Siakam, but did think he would be able to get it done last night, Curtis. Um, Brian said, what's up, Chris? Next first half for me so far. I want to fade the Clippers somehow. Also, uh, yeah, I would look towards team totals, Brian. Whenever you want to fade them and not necessarily play the point spread, I do think that, you know, you look towards totals. PG has also already been rolled out in that game today. So, um, yeah. Uh, Utah, not a team you typically want to lay points with at home. They don't typically cover as a home favorite, but they play well as a home dog. We saw that against the Cleveland Cavaliers last week. Um, also against the Philadelphia 76ers, right? Two games, they were home dogs, covered both of those spreads, but uh, lost the game uh, to Philly by one. Uh, covered the spread, though, because I think Philly was laying three and a half in that spot. And then also, you know, the game against the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers with Donovan Mitchell returning last week at the beginning of last week. They covered that game uh, and won that game outright. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Snag said he's back in Randall again. DJ said uh, Nuggets third quarter money line was uh, still a wagon. Thank you for uh, that look yesterday. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I hope you guys are getting some value from, you know, me doing these podcasts. But like I said, check the podcast out. If you guys could go on Apple Podcasts or, uh, you know, wherever you guys are, Spotify, wherever you guys are getting your podcast from or listen to your podcast and leave me a review, it'd be greatly appreciated. I appreciate you guys for rocking with me as always. Grateful. A lot of gratitude in my heart for everyone that taps in with me in the morning show and that's a, that always showing support, whether it's DMs or, you know, whatever the case might be, man. Thank you guys. Uh, in the show, as I always do, none of this is financial consultation. It's all theory and logic and query and trends and eye tests. Um, but you know, bet with your head, not over it. Hopefully I presented some information that was helpful to you guys today. Tap back in with me at 515 Eastern time, uh, for the crispy cap and NBA show. where I have a lot more officials, uh, but not having locked in anything yet. Just kind of wanted to share my strongest looks with you guys. That being the Memphis Grizzlies minus the seven. Appreciate you guys. Best of luck to you guys today. I'm out.